You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Gene The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com. And streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's 666 Park Avenue After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424 424- 256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's 666 Park Avenue After Show. Hey, 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 AfterBuzz followers and watchers and listeners. We are doing, thing is for doing, and we are doing... Season 1, Episode 7 of 666 Park Avenue. I'm Miriam Gonzalez, your host, with my lovely co-hosts. Christine Archer. And Grant Rudder, hello. And tonight we have got quite a an interesting storyline with many spooky twists and turns. And, and turns again. <laughs> you just never know what's going to happen with 666 Park Avenue. ABC, to me, is doing an amazing job with this. I know that initially it didn't have quite as strong of a following, but I feel that every week the episodes just keep getting better and better and better. And I did not expect to have happen what happened tonight. Yeah, it was a big episode. I think there were at least a few different things that we're going to talk about that were kind of big points in the episode. And I think a good thing about the show is we didn't really see any new characters this week, I guess. But last week we saw a ton of new characters, and hopefully I think the storyline will keep progressing. Some came, some went. Well, that's okay, because we're more invested in these two. I don't need a a new character every week. We need to see what's happening with who's here. I mean, there's even Louise, who hasn't been on in the last two episodes, I'm still invested in her. So we don't need anyone new. We can hold off, and uh, it's it's good enough right now. It's pretty good. Well, we start this this. Um, we're going to start tonight with uh, Brian and Alexis and Luis's storyline, and the fact that Brian is kind of he hasn't been staying at their apartment, and we find that out tonight because we didn't see them last week in the episode. He hasn't been staying there. He's actually been staying with a friend, and he decides to go back to the apartment to just get a few of his things because he's a writer, and sure as can be, who's in his apartment but Alexis only to find out that Luis is in Miami and she's, you know, working in Miami right now and Alexis is just kind of coming by to get some stuff to send to her. And Alexis is very devious, we find out in this episode. Extremely devious. She's a little seductress. (laughs) She's, she's, um, I think she is yet another one of Gavin's puppets in this whole thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, The fact that uh, we find out tonight that, you know, with Louise being gone, Brian is now questioning her loyalty to their marriage and if if she's even, like, cheated on him. And this is all based on a text message. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when he sees Alexis in the apartment for, was it the second time? Yeah. He's, and, and I thought last week she gave him back the key. 
I don't remember. I thought she gave sure. Ryan back the key, like, I'm not going to come in without knocking kind of a thing. And all of a sudden, she seems to be just appearing in the yeah. apartment. And so... Do they even have locks on these doors? Everyone's <laughs> in and out of these apartments. In and out, that, I was just saying that during the episode. That would really piss me off to have all that those candles lit in my apartment and walk into that. Yeah. Stay out of my room. <laughs> I have that problem right now anyway, please, in my own apartment. No, and oh. yeah, she just keeps appearing in into the apartment and to a point where she she knows that he is obsessed with her to a certain degree. But it's from a distance. When she's in her apartment in the window and he's watching her, it's more of a fantasy, yes. I feel. But when she's up close, it's hard for him to kind of like dive in there and just kind of go for it. One, because he loves his wife. Um, but the fact that... Uh, that Luis keeps showing up and, and, you know, now, I mean, Alexis keeps showing up and Luis isn't around in the picture and now he's doubting the relationship. The temptation gets a lot steamier tonight where, um, Brian and and Alexis actually hook up. Well, she looks like a young Rebecca Romaine, and I think Rebecca Romaine's beautiful. So You're a I, big I Alexis mean, fan, huh? <laughs> she's she's stunning, and she's such a seductress. And you can tell she's she, like she just put his her hands on his chest, and the shirt was off. So, I mean, she's got something. She's got the power of, of the Vijayjay going yes. on. That's for sure. And so she got she got what she wanted, uh-huh. but she tricked Brian into being with her. And we find out later on in the episode when they're in the elevator again, and she's like, aren't you happy to see me? And all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And he's like, no. And, and, and it's all based on the interaction that he has with Dr. Evans shortly prior to that scene where they're in the elevator and he finds out that Alexis stole Dr. Evans' phone and was the one that actually texts Louise, come to my apartment, which is the text that Brian saw that was making him question Louise in the first place. So I think that this storyline has a lot more to go with it. I was a little surprised to see because I think that Brian is very much in love with Louise and he kind of tells Alexis that when they're in the elevator. Um, But then in the previews for next week, we obviously see that this thing between Alexis and Brian is not ending anytime soon. And now that she's also living in the Drake, which she told us at the very end, I think that'll be interesting as well because she's like right down the hall from them. I'm glad it's not over, especially over a text message. I mean, you know, I I would hope that he could get past that. Well, I I don't know who I'm rooting for with them, but I like Alexis. She has the power of seduction on her side. And I, like I said, I think that she is one of the puppets in Gavin's. There's a reason why he's being tempted. There's a reason why all of this is happening. Um, The one thing that I've realized with this show is this show is all based around things that you want and can't have, but somehow will do anything for. And when it comes into fruition, that's when things get sticky. Mm-hmm. And that's when mm-hmm. the the Drake turns into the very creepy, spooky place that it is. And that because Brian has that temptation for Alexis and he always had, it's now happening, but there's a price to be paid. And the price is either his marriage, which who knows? We'll get into predictions when it comes to, to Alexis and, and Brian and Luis and the doctor and what's going to happen next. But mm-hmm. I think that there's, we're going to see a lot more of their 
characters and a lot more compromises happening. And I think something that you kind of said before that's interesting about the show, it's almost seems like it's kind of based around the seven deadly sins in a way. Um, we have like greed, which we see with the doctor, and maybe now we're going to be seeing lust with um, Alexis is another one. So we'll see. I don't know. I Absolutely. Yeah. Go to iTunes and download us on iTunes. It only takes about five seconds. In fact, there's this really cool app, which I the other day was playing with. There's an iPod app if you have an iPod or, or whatever your smartphone is. and oh No, podcast app. And you download and you get to like kind of organize your different podcasts that you like to listen to. And so I found myself listening back to the previous host's uh, mm-hmm. recaps and then ours as well just to get an idea so we want to know what you think um, where do you feel like these storylines are going download us comment rate um, if if we're your favorite show let us know if you have others I mean there's so many shows that you can watch and and listen to well listen to on iTunes but watch here on AfterBuzzTV.com um, you've got Boardwalk Empire Homeland American Horror Story um, Happy Endings X Factor the ever so famous Scandal which everyone is just oh, obsessed yeah with mm-hmm. and glee which i love um go and download the store download the different shows rate comment tell us what you think especially with this storyline with alexis also there is the after blogs that we're interested in finding out your input as well go to after after backslash um after blogs and tell us what you think we're really interested because i know for me we've gotten some comments and mm-hmm. and some some rates and with how these storylines are going i'm just I'm curious to see what's going to happen next, and we love your input, so. Yes, and I have been looking at the comments, and they've been nice and positive, so we thank you all for yeah, that. Yeah, thank you. Um, but we've sat here and give, gave our theories last week, and so um, our viewers were not shy about giving their theories, and two popped out to me, and really quick, I just want to go over them. I know I will butcher this, but Eon <laughs> Long, I believe his name is Devin, his comment said that if it's true, ABC bought two more scripts on top of the first season, then they might be preparing to at least give a two our finale wrap-up of the show uh, if it's going to end after a single season. Of course, we don't know if it's going to end, but I thought this was kind of a good a good thought, because if they do extend it two episodes, they could give it a two-hour wrap-up finale to kind of tie everything together. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked uh, just by looking at ratings, but we'll see. In regards to theories, Dringle2, an iTunes listener, wrote Prediction. Tony is the gas mask killer, the, the concierge. Yes, I saw that. I didn't even think of that. I know. He said he was gone from the party when the killer appeared and was by the safe when it was opened. Uh, as far as the noose goes, um, I guess he did it uh, and kicked away the chair himself when Gavin came in not to suspect him. So maybe he's more than a little uh, henchman. And maybe he's more than a henchman. Maybe he's going to gen himself. I hope not. I like Tony. Yeah. I don't want to think that the doorman's that guilty, but oh, everyone! There's a possibility of guilt across the board when it comes to Fair this, game. and um, the Drake is just—it is just a mystery to be unlocked one door at a time. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. Behind every door, there's a story. Behind every person, there's a story, and um, you know, Doctor Evans, for instance. You know, we saw him last week. He he was given the $50,000 for his gambling debt. Also, thank you to those who commented on iTunes. We appreciate you saying that it was $50,000 that was etched yes. into his chest. I mean, and as we saw in this episode, it went up another ten grand. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. went up another ten grand, and it's it's kind of he's starting to regret his decision, and it's becoming very obvious. We find out that when Kadinsky gets taken to the hospital, that he sews a scalpel into his body, and the fact that how get how gangster was that oh, no. when Kadinsky was laying there and pushed that thing out of his stomach. I was freaking out the of my, most, like, gruesome, the most, I mean, I had to look away for a hot <laughs> second. I mean, the most gruesome scene of the series so far, if, if you haven't seen it, double check because it was a pretty good, pretty good yeah. scene. Yeah. I mean, he pulls it out of his body. He starts screaming. The cop comes over. He stabs him in the neck. All of a sudden, two people are dead as a result of this because Dr. Evans' mission and goal was to get Kadinsky out of the hospital. And that was the way to do it. And now he's feeling guilty because he's like, I have the the blood of two dead people on my hands now. Mm-hmm. And that's the price you play. Gavin's right, though. Like, how could he not have known that when he sewed that into his stomach that that was the purpose of it? Obviously, he was going to kill someone with it. He didn't just sew it in there for no reason. I, I think know. that he I didn't want to believe it. That's true. Mm-hmm. What do you he's, think? Yeah, he's kind of stupid. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I feel like he didn't <laughs> want to believe what he was actually doing. You know, like, you just kind of, like, get caught in the moment kind of a thing. Yeah. But... For him to, this is the price that he has to pay now. He's got, you know, he puts the the scalpel in his stomach. Kadinsky goes and does what he does. Now he's feeling guilty. He gets back to the hotel, which is when the confrontation between him and Brian happens, and he finds out the truth. And then you see him go into his apartment getting ready for the evening, and he decides to bring a gun with him. His mission now is to kill Gavin as a result of all of this craziness that's happened and now Gavin the puppet master he people have have said maybe he's not the evil one i beg to differ he to, he to me is like he's the man running the show and that's very obvious his storyline is the one that is definitely um him and jane there's a connection there's some sort of correlation between the two of them and he this evening in this episode had so many different things going on. Kadinsky, for one, when he gets out of the hospital, is in his his um, in his penthouse with him, and he sends Kadinsky. The mission for you this evening or today is to kill Victor Shaw. And Victor Shaw, he's really something else. Trying to play Olivia against Gavin, and Gavin's very aware of it. And Olivia, because I think Victor Shaw is clueless to how involved Olivia really is, I feel that he's setting himself up, which we saw that tonight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He feels that she doesn't know what's going on when she really does. I think, I wish I knew how much Olivia actually knew because I think she obviously does know the big stuff. She knows what's inside that box. We found that out last week. But I wonder how much she knows about Gavin's little individual plans within, like, with people within the Drake. Um, and I think maybe, to an extent, I, I think she does know. But also I think she doesn't necessarily have to play dumb because she really doesn't know a lot of the little things that Gavin's doing, I think. At least I, maybe she does. I don't know. But no. I feel like she doesn't really. I have a question for the two of you. Mm-hmm. Olivia, is she a regular person like Jane and Henry, or is she of her husband's type? Because she put on that lipstick, and she wasn't falling to the floor. And she had it all over her lips, where as opposed to Shaw, I mean, he just had a taste, and was it was out. It was I was very out. confused by that, too. I'm not sure what was so, going on, how she avoided whatever effect the lipstick had. I think that she, too, has sold her soul 
and is protected because she's on Gavin's side. If you notice, a lot of the characters, the only time they they lose their lives or lose something, disappear or whatever the case may be, is any time you want to go against Gavin. Mm-hmm. And we see that with all the characters throughout the weeks in the different storylines. Anytime you go against Gavin, you're done. And so because she's on his side, she's not going anywhere. And that's why I think she's protected when he when they're at the at the symphony benefit and they're sitting in there in the reception area and at first I was like kind of thrown by him saying she's like you know hey our guest is here and he's like I'm very aware of that you know about uh, Victor Shaw and he's like you know you need more lipstick I'm like well that's Mm. kind of a rude thing to say to a girl (laughs) little do we know that down the road the the lipstick has uh, poison inside of it and it comes back full circle where Victor Shaw feels as if Gavin has spiked his champagne that Olivia is bringing to him. And instead, he tests Olivia's loyalty and is like, all right, well, who are you truly loyal to? Show me. And she goes and she kisses him Mm -hmm. to show that, oh, yeah, I'm on your side, which that was deception to begin with because the lip gloss was poisoned. Mm -hmm. She knew exactly what she was doing, too. They both did. Whatever Olivia is, she's certainly not immortal because that car was gunning for her a few weeks ago and it really was a threat. So she's not completely immortal whether she's under, under four wheels or not. No, of course. So... She's something, but she's not immortal, but she's... She's protected. I think uh, when, uh, yeah, when yeah. she's, like, within the Drake, like she was in this episode, that it, since Gavin controls everything, and, I mean, even Gavin said earlier in the episode, um, I think he said the best part, when he was talking to Henry, he said the best part of who we are is the women that we love, talking about Jane and Olivia, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then said, like, we do anything we can to make them happy and to protect them, basically. Absolutely, and he absolutely protects her. And, in fact, it's interesting that you bring that conversation up, because, to me, there was something that he had said that really got me, and it was, he says to him... He's like, um, we are weak without the women that we love. We are weak without them. In other words, he needs Olivia to help get him through the situations, help keep Jane here. And we see that when they're at the, um, when Henry goes and gets that award from the mayor, the honor for saving, you know, for saving the mayor's life and that, that instance in the party a few weeks back. And so he gets honored and he's sitting there talking with, um, with Gavin and Olivia goes and pulls Jane aside and, and all of a sudden opportunity is presented and Olivia's like, Hey, by the way, they're looking for a new architect. And I suggested you, I feel that Jane is constantly brought everyone in 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 the Drake. You're they're faced with choices, and you can go and make a good choice or a bad choice. But in these cases, these choices are so tempting, it's hard to turn them down. Because, like for instance, with um, Henry going and pursuing the mayor's office, Jane getting the opportunity to become the, you know the architect of a project in New York City. These are great opportunities, but there's a price that goes attached to them. And I feel like Olivia is is the wrangler of these situations for Gavin. Because the minute that Gavin finds out that Jane wants to leave, he's like, whatever it takes, we need to keep them both yeah. here. He clearly has plans, I think, for both Jane and for... Henry. Absolutely. And I think it all stems down to Jane's past, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, Because it's so funny how everyone is somewhat connected. Mm -hmm. But it was really interesting when Henry, after or, or before the party, 
and was it after the the uh, mayor's thing where they're mm-hmm. sitting down in the penthouse and he goes to Gavin for advice and that's when he says the you know we do whatever we we need to do to keep the women that we love happy and he suggests I think you should propose that was such a crazy idea to me literally I, that's such a no offense such a boy thing to do because it's like she threatens to basically say I'm leaving you which I mean she she says she's like I don't want you to have to leave your job because that's important to you so I think that's fair on Jane's part but then she's basically threatening to leave him and then of course you know Henry's reaction is to be like let me just go propose for it right away I don't know I feel like uh, well that's a plot point too I mean it is but I, I don't know. feel that she's She's wanting to leave because she's scared, not because she wants to leave him. Mm -hmm. And she understands how much he loves his job and how far he's come along in such a short amount of time Mm -hmm. that she doesn't want to ruin that for him. Nobody wants somebody to resent them for making them make a choice against their will. But him proposing to her is just a sign like, hey, I love you and together we'll be fine. And so that's kind of what I felt was happening with Gavin's advice. Like, there's nothing that we can't do together. Like, if you guys stay together, there's nothing that can happen if you stay together. And that's what I feel he was pushing and that's what convinced him to go for it. And it was really funny when when Henry and Brian were jogging together after he gets this grand old talk from Gavin on propose to her, get married, all this kind yeah. of stuff. And Henry's like... I mean, uh, Brian. Brian's like, Brian. marriage is overrated, things change. <laughs> and he's like, oh, my God, dude, I'm totally going to propose tonight. Yeah. He's like, oh, insert open mouth, insert foot. <laughs> That's how I felt it went down. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I think Henry, or I'm sorry, I just said Henry, Brian being in the situation that he's in, I kind of get where he's coming from. And I see what you're saying, too, about how, how Henry really does love Jane, obviously, and doesn't want her to leave. And I, I guess it could kind of be just a sign of saying, hey, if you stay, like, We'll get through this. When I saw it at first, though, it was kind of just like, this seems like a prime opportunity to kind of keep Jane here and lock her in, basically, and she won't have a chance, like, choice but to leave. I don't know. Oh, that was the motive, for sure. Yeah. That's the clearest, most obvious, but we don't know the real motive why those two have to be together. There's definitely a bigger picture there, so. Absolutely. And we learn mm-hmm. in this episode that, um, that... Jane is now known as a child of the Drake. And when it was initially in the beginning, you see the little girl in past episodes and we, we guess that that's the grandmother because of the, the charm Mm -hmm. and you know, the the family heirloom, which today this, this episode really freaked me out with Mm -hmm. where it went. Um, Mm -hmm. But the fact is, is, is Lottie, who is, we find out, is uh, known as grandmother, who has been silenced for God knows how many years at this point. She finally gets, she has a flashback of 1980, was it 1998? Yes. It was a flashback of 1998 when Nona was in her mother Melanie's belly. And something happened during that time that when... When Lottie was actually in 1998 speaking mm-hmm. and she's talking to Melanie, she's like, whatever it takes, you keep that baby, you keep out of the Drake, this place isn't safe. And you can see that Melanie has a genuine concern for Lottie. There's something, some, either Lottie was digging too deep like Jane is doing or she sold her soul in a certain way as well. Where That's yet to be determined um, what the story is behind Lottie. But we find out that uh, she gets up 
she goes and she walks down the hallway, which freaks Nona out. It's like, whoa, grandma hasn't spoke or gotten out of that wheelchair in how long? And now all of a sudden she's like wandering the hallways. (laughs) And that's just, I think, the spirit of the Drake that's coming out and her connection to Jane and... I want to. I almost want to feel like maybe Lottie may have been friends with Jane's grandmother. That could be mm-hmm. back That's in the day. Thing. They need some tie to that generation. Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. like that may be the case. Um, and so, you know, Lottie goes and says to Nona, like, "Hey," in in her few words that she says, "Keep Jane here," mm-hmm. and. That scares the bejesus out of freaking Nona because she's like, what's that all about? But I thought it was interesting that Nona dove into Jane's dream. Yes. That was very strange. I... I'll be interested to see. I have to be honest. I thought Nona at first was a ghost. The first few episodes of the show, I because she didn't really talk to anyone. She kind of just did her own thing, and she only talked to Jane. So I thought that there was some sort of like supernatural connection between her and Jane. So now that I know yeah. she's a real person, I guess I have different feelings on it. But um, I'll be interested to see kind of how their relationship develops because we saw today how they kind of became more friends. And yeah. before it's been more just like, oh, Nona stops Jane in the hallway. They talk. They go along. But today you saw kind of the, now that they have this connection, being that they're both children from the Drake, I think it'll be interesting to see how their relationship progresses in the next few episodes. And uh, Lottie's done her research, and uh, her granddaughter's not far behind with keeping it all. I mean, for a nice big New York closet, you don't see those. <laughs> and uh, they have a lot of research, um, and that's going to come into play too, which uh, I'm just really anxious to see how that's all going to happen. It's... That was probably the most interesting part for me versus, of course, the end as well. But we'll get there. Well, in predictions, I definitely have a feeling on how it all ties in. So I'll get into that in predictions. Yeah. But I feel like um, with with all the stuff that Lottie has accumulated over the years and now Nona has kept track, she knows kind of what's the history of the Drake. And so when she goes and she shows Jane, because in Jane's dream, Nona obviously appears and says, you know, you're special just like I am. We're the children of the Drake. And she sees the little girl running back and forth in the lobby. And she's like, who is that little girl? Now, first of all, for me, I'm like, how could you not recognize yourself as a child? Right, that was weird. I was wondering that later, too. I mean, it was a clear shot in the picture as well. Well, and that's where I feel like there's some sort of... Maybe her memory was erased or mm-hmm. something. Something's off. Like, well, this is a girl who doesn't even know her grandmother's maiden name, right? Yeah. Because the grandmother supposedly grew up in that place. Like, she didn't recognize the name in the newspaper, you know? Maybe she changed newspaper. it. That's true. I forget that anything is possible. No, weird things happen. <laughs> yeah, weird things, strange things happen at the Drake all the time. And, and maybe because of the association, she didn't want to keep the last name because it's like, oh, you're a Kramer kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for the sake of not being ridiculed as a child or an adult and separating herself from the situation, mm-hmm. there's a lot of possibilities that could have happened with Jane's grandmother. And... As long as it really is Jane and not a doppelganger. <laughs> oh, Lord. I don't know if we need two oh, Janes. Oh, going a whole different direction. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I don't I think don't it's do. anything I, like that. Yeah, no, I hope not. I'm used to have soaps where things are just kind of whatever sticks. So. Yeah, no. This, <laughs> I don't think that that's yeah. the case with this. I feel that... Um, that there's going to be a lot of things revealed, but I feel that there was some sort of memory, um, selective memory. You know, sometimes people suppress things that they don't want to remember. And for all we know, Jane could have had an experience as a little girl at the Drake 
being the curious person that she is. And that's her big downfall is the fact that she's so curious. And she kind of, when she was in the creepy laundry room at the end and she saw the eye, she recognized, she was like, I remember this. I assume meaning from when she was a child and she was there the first time maybe. Um, so no. It was, did she just mean like the first time when she was older? No. The, yeah. The first time she went into okay. the, um, the, into the basement in the first episode okay. and she's looking at the mosaic and she's like, wow, that's, she's fascinated mm-hmm. by it because she's into architecture and to all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So when she sees it, Naturally, it doesn't click to her what it is, but she, she, if it wasn't for Nona's grandmother going down to the basement, wandering down to the basement, and how, yeah, how they went down there, how she wandered down there and, and just, well, she was the one who took the necklace and showed her. Like, she didn't show her physically, that, that, but she was the one who brought it to her attention that she revealed that the necklace is more than just her grandmother's right. look. <laughs> yeah, and the way she did it, too, it was like, I mean, this woman doesn't speak or do anything. Uh. She's, like, ripping the chain off of her, and she brings it to her eye, and she's like, you know, and then that's when they start to put two and two together. And she she realizes that the symbol on the necklace is the part of the, the floor. And how creepy when she goes and brushes it off and they go and put it in to have the entire floor open up. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know about you, but I was like, Jane, don't go down the stairs. Jane, don't go down the stairs. Of course she goes Please, down Jane, the stairs. Jane, don't go down the stairs. I was kind of stuck, to be honest. I don't know if anyone else was with me, but I was kind of stuck on the special effects of the floor. I don't mean to be <laughs> technical, but it was. It, it, it kind of took me out of it. I mean, I'm sure on paper it sounded fabulous, but to, my, I don't, to me it was kind of like, wait, what is this? The special effects were just kind of in the middle for me. No, well, whatever. I didn't feel that way. I didn't feel that way uh, at all. I felt like it was um, how the floor opened up was how you would imagine it supernaturally happening, almost like a, a puzzle kind of thing. Um, you know, like in, in Lord of the Rings. Is it Lord of the Rings or in, in Harry Potter when the stairs change Harry Potter. and you go in different right. directions? I understand budgets are different. I do. But it it just didn't do it for me. But I mean, the story the story holds up. Well, the fact that the the floor opened up and she decides to take a walk down the stairs. I mean, hello. If it opened up, it will close. Just saying. Yeah. I I some weeks sit here and want to yell at the TV screen because Jane. It's like when she's asleep in her bed and she hears the noise coming from downstairs. Why would you go downstairs? Honestly, stay in your bed, go to sleep. Well, she's curious. That's her downfall. It's the problem exactly. And for mm-hmm. someone who wants to get out of the Drake so badly and is like about to just leave for Indiana and in like you know a twenty four hour period, like she clearly doesn't want to leave that badly because, you know, the second something, like, cool happens that she she says, you know, like, I think I'm supposed to do this. Like, I'm supposed to be here right now. And she just, like, wanders on down to the stairs. Of course something bad is going to happen. Well, I feel that because if it wasn't for Nona coming to Jane, Jane wouldn't have had a changed heart. And you can see that when they're at the symphony, her and, and Henry are at the symphony reception, that you can see she has a change of heart. She's like... She she's lost without him, and he says the same. And you see a real connection between the two of them. And I know that in the past we predicted that that something would bring them further and further apart. I didn't feel that that was happening in this episode. Mm-hmm. In fact, I feel that because Nona went to Jane and explained things and showed her the picture of her as a little girl in 1992, and you know showed her all the the past and and all of the things that she started to figure out, she's starting to realize like you know what I shouldn't be going anywhere, and I've got my man here. He has my back. He he doesn't think I'm totally crazy. He knows something's up, but he believes her. 
Yeah. And we we see that in the very beginning when they're getting ready to go to the um to the honoring of him, you know, in the whole mayor situation. But I feel that she finally realizes, like, hey, I need to stay here. And that's why when she goes down those stairs, she feels like I, this is what I need to be doing. Little does she know, the floor closes up and now she's, you know, she's going to be gone, which in, we'll make some predictions in a few minutes um, regarding all of that. I'll be very interested to see what happens with Jane and the stairs and if she gets out in the next episode. I'm not sure. Ooh, yeah, that's a fear of mine, getting trapped under a floor like yeah. that. I don't, that freaked me out a little bit. I don't know. Well, I feel actually worse for Henry at this point. She made the choice to go down the stairs. Here he is waiting upstairs for her. I mean, and yes, Poor I guy. get you with Olivia going in and putting all the candles in. Although... <sighs> If it was if it was me and and this is where I get a little chick on you. <laughs> if it was me and my guy was proposing to me, I would hope that he would have one of his friends go hook up the place like that. So when we came back, it would be like <gasps> Oh my god! You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, but it wouldn't it mean more if the guy did it himself than to have someone else. Well, do you it? can't have a guy can't do that. If if you're if, if it's gone. a surprise and you guys are out, like you two are out and about, mm-hmm. you can't go and light candles and I have them the, burning yeah. for hours. Yeah, that's kind of a dangerous I the, thing. I get the candles, but plus I, don't I feel know. like it's that's like, Olivia's specialty is that sort of thing. Yes, you know. And, oh, and Henry knows that. I don't want anyone in my apartment. <laughs> yeah, I, don't I mean, like that. To me, I think Sam. I think it was a very romantic gesture, and uh, we find that once Jane, once the floor closes up, he's sitting there now in the dark. All I mean, the ghost, whatever the Drake is, it rattles the building to say the least, and all the candles blow out and the lights go out, and he's just kind of sitting there in the dark waiting for Jane, and Jane now is being eaten up by the floor. Mm-hmm. And we see that from the preview for the next episode that Henry goes around putting flyers up everywhere that says she's been gone for 36 hours now. So I guess she's not coming out anytime too soon. But I think a lot's going to be revealed in what's going to happen under what she's going to find under there, what she's going to learn about herself. And uh, I guess we'll make those in predictions, but let's get to some news and gossip. After Buzz TV News. All right, so uh, we can discuss the ratings for a hot second. Um, the show is uh, received, uh, it plummeted to a series low last week, unfortunately, from Seattle PI. Um, it garnered a 4.1 million rating. It started off, I believe, at a 7 or an 8. Mm-hmm. And now um, an 18 to 49, it is a 1.4. So we're just keeping an eye on those ratings. It's, the word plummeted is a little dramatic. I mean, <laughs> but it's, it's unfortunate that's not doing as well as as we enjoy. Um, Mercedes uh, Michonne, I believe that's her last name. She plays Louise on the show. Um, she sat down with an interview with TVFanatic.com um, and uh, she talks about how the actors are in the dark with future stories. We mentioned this last week with Terry O'Quinn when he was on The View. Um, she says, I love not knowing for me personally because everything is a discovery. I love the idea that we're kept in the dark a little. Um, that being said, I want to know about my past so they were really great at painting exactly what led me to the Drake that really was so helpful as an actor to step inside um, the skin. I can't imagine getting one of these scripts and having to play one of these one of these stories, one of the many stories and not really knowing where it's going. I think that's the good thing about 
them not knowing it's the element of surprise and the true reaction to what winds up going down. You know, it's it's uh, authentic, I feel. And, I mean, I wouldn't want to know. It's it's kind of like discussing the show before we get in here. Yeah, it kind of ruins it. And then we're like, well, we, we kind of already talked about it, so the enthusiasm is gone. Um, actually, Rachel Taylor, who plays Jane Van, Van Veen, uh, did an interview on with Crave Online, and she discusses her character and says that in all the roles that she's played in the past, this character, she kind of plays more of herself than in any of the other... She gets to be more of who she really is. And she's a very, very hot Australian <laughs> actress, which yes. I think it's interesting. Like, tonight I'm looking at her now knowing that she's Australian. I'm like, yeah. she kind of looks like Nicole Kidman a little. A little bit. I can yeah. Just yeah. a little bit. But she says... She starts getting into the character of Jane, and she said that she worked a lot with the director and, and asking a lot of questions regarding not so much the storyline, but who the character of Jane is. And it's the fact that she's very positive and optimistic, but at the same time, she's also very isolated and she lives a very solitary life. And then she's also very proactive as well. So she's got a, she's got a lot of depth going on with her character, even though I know today you were like, she's so plain, she's so plain. <laughs> plain she Jane's is. got a lot going on yeah, and we're yeah. going to learn that I feel more as the storyline goes on because of her connection to the Drake. Um, she also discussed the uh, Jane's downfall, which we spoke of earlier, her curious nature. And the cool thing is that she said not everybody at the Drake gets sucked into the wall which I thought was great. You know how everyone gets sucked into the walls or down yeah. into the floor. Uh, she said that also the really cool thing is the intro, the intro of the new cast members each week. She said she really loves that part of it and that it's really great to have that. So it was nice to have her perspective as well. Yeah, it sounds like a good interview. Yeah, it was really cool to read. Where it was, was that from again? Crave Online. I'll have to look it up. Absolutely. So uh, Mercedes went on to discuss some predictions in her interviews. Um, her interview, that's interesting. She says, um, we definitely learned a lot about the characters' pasts. Um, you'll start seeing a lot of relationships challenge. That's really a theme as uh, the relationships here. Um, everyone is going to be sort of pushed to their brink to see how their relationships are. On top of that, there's going to be a surprise that happens. Let's just say that something's going to happen to the Durans that's going to throw them both completely off. And we don't learn about this until about episode 9, I believe, which is coming up. Um, she goes on to say, um, which is what we're shooting now. This is a week old. Um, she says, I remember reading it and gasping. And then, of course... I had to call up um, Buckley and Helena and Rachel and everyone and go, oh my God, what do you guys think? It really threw me off, so I can imagine the audiences being like, you're kidding. I did not see that coming. So and this that, is episode nine, you said? Mm-hmm. So two more episodes. So, yeah. Yes. We'll see. Stay it, with the show, guys. Just keeps getting interesting. Yeah. With that being said, let's get into some, pr- some predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Okay, let's start with the characters of Brian, Alexis, and Luis. What do you guys think is going to happen with them? I think Brian is going to become addicted to Alexis. And I just think it's going to get more and more out of control. And um, Luis is going to come home from Miami to a, to a, a surprise. Um, but yeah, I definitely think that um, she's just beginning. I think Alexis is just beginning. I agree. And I think that somehow Gavin is going to see kind of how that relationship is forming and I have a feeling that Brian's going to pay some sort of price for that as well. He's the puppet. He is. I am... I agree with you guys. Alexis is going to Alexis and Brian are going to have quite a steamy thing going on. I feel like maybe <laughs> Louise is going to walk in on them and or you know 
Gavin might use it against Brian, like, hey, by the way, see the new hot piece of mm-hmm, you're working with, and uh, a sex tape could it be? Se- there could be a sex tape. There could be like, there's all there kinds of possibilities that could happen, especially. Yeah. With Gavin and in the Drake, and the fact that Alexis now lives in the Drake, how that happened? Hmm. Mm-hmm, yes. Interesting, interesting stuff. Okay, so with Gavin and Olivia, what do you guys think is going to happen? I think that that box is going to come back. I think I read some. Mm-hmm. I read, and this is not a spoiler, but I think that box is like a Pandora's box for for everyone. I think that box is going to really turn the whole show on its head. Just when Jane is about to figure more stuff out, I think then it's just going to change everything. Okay. okay. I think Olivia is going to continue to become more and more involved in the whole thing and be a bigger part of Gavin's plan. I see Olivia being more. I, I know you've been wanting to see Vanessa Williams' character evolve from this victim-esque person, yes. but I feel like she's going to now start to come out and be, you know, the devil's wife, so to speak, mm-hmm. and it's going to be interesting. The character, that she's going to become a lot stronger and stronger, and uh, Gavin is just going to use that. They're, they're a power couple. They're a yes. power couple, and yes. they're going to do this together, and they're going to keep whatever's going on at the Drake as quiet and as secret as possible, and they're just going to keep manipulating people. Um, Jane, Nona, and or Jane and Henry and Nona and Lottie. What do you guys think? Honestly, I'm not sure about those guys. I I think Henry and Jane will stay together. I see that working out, and I have a feeling that Lottie is going to play a bigger role in the next few episodes as well. Well, I read a spoiler regarding what Jane is going to be doing underneath the mosaic. I don't want to spoil don't it for anyone. Something. Yeah, so I won't say anything. But um, I, I think it'll be That's what we're here for. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to say? <laughs> no, 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 I won't no. ruin it. You're going to no. keep it to yourself? All right, yeah, fine. You're going to have to yeah, spoil yeah. it next week. Next All right, week. sounds good. But um, I think with, uh, I think Jane and Henry, yes, they're going to wind up staying together. They're going to get a stronger bond together. And I feel that uh, Nona and Lottie are going to really play a big role in Jane staying at the Drake and learning what's going on with the history behind Jane and her grandmother and her great-grandfather Peter Kramer and I feel like the more Jane finds out I don't know maybe she becomes a stronger character as far as a key player in the Drake and the history of it. Well, for what I know, it's all about the pasts, and it's all going to be coming, creeping up on everyone, and some questions will be answered coming up. So, Are we defined by our pasts? Let us know. <laughs> Go to iTunes and rate, comment, download us. It only takes about five seconds yeah. to tell a friend. And send some of your theories, too. I like reading them. Yeah. If they're good, we'll bring them up. I absolutely love it. You can tweet mm-hmm. us. You can tweet me at Miriam L. Gonzalez. Where can they find you guys? At C. Archer. At Grant Michael R on Twitter. And we will be back here. Two weeks, in actually. Two weeks, mm-hmm. In two weeks with episode eight, and I'm so looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. We'll see you guys next time here on AfterBuzz TV. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 